Hey everybody, welcome to Camel City Chat. I'm your host, John McPherson. I'm here with Lou Baldwin. Uh, Lou and I are uh, uh, members of the local Realtors Association together, and I'm, am I allowed to say friends? Absolutely. All right, I just want to make sure, Lou. All right, so um, what I... You know, this is our first episode, and, and we're still trying to learn exactly what the, the chat's going to be about, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think it's it's pretty simple. We're going to talk about real estate, obviously, since we're both realtors. Um, and then I also want to talk about the people in Winston-Salem, the... Um, uh, you know, what makes us the Camel City in a sense of things, if it's the people, if it's also, you know, uh, what's going on, um, restaurants, whatever. So every episode, as I have a guest, I want to start off with the three and ask questions of those, um, kind of let the people know who you are. And then, of course, you, you, you're a, as you very well know, we got a hot topic going right now with uh, tearing down the hotel and stuff like that, and people want to know what's going on. So to start off with, the first thing is, is where are you from and how long in Winston? Uh, absolutely. But first of all, congratulations on the new podcast, Thanks, Camel man. City Chat. I think yeah. this is going to be exciting and uh, look forward to seeing all the episodes. And well, I appreciate it. what's going on in our, our great city. Well, it's something new. Um, you know, we did the radio show, as you were asking me before we went on uh, live, uh, it, 11 years and four months. And uh, it just uh, it seemed to have been... Um, Something that I don't know if it ran its course or whatever, but um, you know I've got you lined up. The mayor's going to be on here in a couple weeks, and you know we're starting to get guests, and it seems to be easier to schedule more than and, you know the trip's not all the way over to Kernersville. So thank you, thank you for saying that. But I'm I'm honored that you'll be the first guest on the show because I, I really do think that you know I, well I know you. I, you you got a lot to talk about. You do so much for Winston Salem, and I want I want other people to know about it. Well, and I'd also congratulate you on 11 years of real estate radio. Well, that was a uh, great program in our community. I was a regular listener, as you know, yeah. honored to be on there as your guest a few times, but uh, a lot of folks learned a lot. You entertained a lot of folks for 11 years. Uh, we learned a lot about real estate, so well, that was uh, that's another congratulations for you. Well, thanks, man. I, I really appreciate it, and so uh, uh, let's get to the questions, and then we then I get to give you back the accolades. How's that? So how where are you from? Are you from Winston? I was born in Winston-Salem, born in Baptist Hospital, oh. 1964. And so. see, people don't realize that. Baptist used to not used to have babies, and they got out of the baby business. Now they're back into the baby business. Right, yeah. and uh, so just this past year, got mm-hmm. back into that. But I was on the, the first wave back right. when uh, babies were being born there, 1964. I live in Ardmore now, so I can look up and see the hospital and know that I haven't come very far in life, a couple blocks. So you've been there all, you've been here all your life. Yes. All right. So the second question, I know these are hard. What's your favorite restaurant in town? You know, that is a hard question, uh, partly because part of my commercial real estate practice is working with restaurants. Right. And uh, I'm real proud that we were very involved with a lot of the early restaurant row restaurants in downtown Winston-Salem and this whole uh, chapter of downtown revitalization. So I'm a little reluctant to, to leave anybody out. But uh, You're not going to leave anybody out. But, I, I know. Uh, but, I, it's hard to say. But I will drop some of those that I'm very mm-hmm. proud of. Uh, help downtown Tycom, downtown Mellow mm-hmm. Mushroom, Camino, 27101. Really loved uh, working with... Mike Rothman and bringing Skippies to downtown right. originally. And of course, that was just a great, great run. And uh, we all miss uh, Mike being downtown. Most recent restaurant I've been involved with was Cowboys Brazilian Steakhouse. And right. uh, people are still discovering it, but they're a great steakhouse down in the uh, uh, and um, the Brazilian Steakhouse right. down in City Hall South, right. the Bryce Stewart building. So excited about that one. When I go out, I really love Alma. Right. Down in Innovation. I love the porch. Right. Um, I think Milner's is an excellent uh, restaurant. And we just signed a lease. We can break this news on uh, Camel City Chat, if you will. I'm, but I'm ready. But we're uh, 
putting a Mayberry restaurant on 4th Street in the former Tropical Smoothie Space. I was going to ask you about that because, see, I, you know, you weren't going to get away from that question, and that's you're doing a little bit of um, – where they like almost incubator sites where someone's left and then you're letting someone move in and and the the Mayberries was kind of a tropical smoothie incubator site for a while. So in that particular case, I'd been working with Mike Rankin, the owner of Mayberry, for a number of years, trying to find the right location for him and the right timing for him to come downtown. But uh, the tropical smoothie space came available, and what we did was negotiate with that landlord to do a Mayberry pop up. Right. And our original intent was to do it during the National Black Theater Festival. Right. And that went fantastic. And we asked if we could stay a little longer and extended that to about two months. No, we don't want your money. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) And um, we were able to negotiate a long-term deal. So Mike's in there remodeling now. We'll be open maybe in a month or six weeks and have something that's been a goal of mine for a long time, which was to bring Mayberry downtown because I think it's a Winston-Salem classic and great ice cream. Great food. We'll have it right there on 4th Street. And, and it is, it, I mean, it, it's a great place. My, my dad loves to go to the one uh, right around the corner. I thought you were going to get to see my dad today. He actually left a little bit a little bit ago, but he was all, you know, he knew your dad. And um, Yes, so I always love it when I, yeah. when your dad's with you and I get to chat with him. Yep. So the, the pop-ups were, were, were something that I know that you guys have been working on, and, and, and what a great, you know, it's not a vacant space. You know, we just heard Macy's is leaving the mall. You know, what's going to happen there? Yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's a vacant space. Is it going to be vacant? Is Baptist going to buy that too? I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. But uh, as bricks and mortars, uh, brick and mortar changes, um, you know, we got to be on top of that. My first experience with pop-ups was really before the term pop-up came about, and it was also for the National Black Theater Festival, which mm-hmm. we're just very fortunate to have that event. Super, super fortunate. Every yeah. other year, and I believe it brings 60,000 people to town, 65,000 people to town for that, and it used to be in uh, the early days before downtown revitalization took off that there really weren't a lot of things for the folks who came to town for the festival to go out and do limited Mm -hmm. number of restaurants, limited number of bars, limited retail and whatnot downtown. And so we started doing, we didn't call it that then, but we started doing some pop-ups, getting short-term temporary certificates of occupancy for a little restaurant, a little art gallery or whatnot to go on to 4th Street near the main hotels where the festival is based. Um, just so we'd have a little bit more for folks to see in Winston-Salem when they came here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's been exciting. Every two years since then, more and more things have opened downtown. And I have to think that the folks that uh, come for the festival and for other events in downtown Winston-Salem are pleased when they come to town and see that we do have a great variety of uh, fun and exciting things to do in great restaurants downtown. I think what, what I like is what's happened, you know, because, uh, you know, when you – when you started with Baldwin was when I was graduating from high school, a couple years older than me. Okay. And, uh, you know, when we didn't go downtown, you know, we, we had two stops. One was the uh, adult store next to Camel City Pawn Shop, and the other was, uh, um, let me finish this thought, folks, by the way. <laughs> the other was um, the Rainbow Newsstand right there mm-hmm. over there off of Summit Street. All right, Summit Street, before it moved to the other place. Okay, before it moved right. to the other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this was my family's business. We delivered books and magazines. Come 3.30, no one was downtown. Right. Now it's 3.30 in the morning, and there still may be some people getting to their cars. I mean, and, and, and I think people feel better, safer, um, and, uh, you know, like, like you said, uh, the people, when they come to town now, there's something to do. I also feel like that there's been a change in an understanding of 
people that are coming to our town are coming to spend dollars. I think in the past, we haven't always appreciated people. It's like, you know, homecomings for Wake Forest or Winston-Salem State, are, you know, may have been like, oh, darn it, we got that. Now it's, what can we do to draw those people to us? And I, I, I do like the positive shift and change in, in, in our community. I agree with you. It's just, I think it's been an exciting time that everyone in Winston-Salem is proud of our downtown, I right. believe. And uh, it's, uh, you know, really that center city and that common ground where people come together. I was very fortunate I did grow up working downtown when it was empty streets. Right. That's where our office was when I would go to work at my dad's office starting when I was 12 years old at times. But I kind of looked around and dreamed that this could be something more. And really, when I got out of uh, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and came back and went to work there, not many commercial real estate brokers were working on downtown. Correct. And it ended up, I got involved civically with it, uh, working with the predecessor of the Downtown Winston-Salem Partnership, the Downtown right. Winston-Salem Association, and Mayor Wood, uh, Martha Wood at that time, kind of recognized Martha's that awesome. I was yeah. working hard in the trenches, even though there weren't actually real estate deals to do down right. there. And she formed the Downtown Development Corporation. And that was really the group that wrote the early strategic plans that have led to this era of downtown revitalization. And I was a real young guy, probably a uh, 15, 20 years younger than anybody else on that DDC board, but the mayor appointed me to it, and I got to learn a lot from those guys, got to be at the table and dream and plan, and it's really been probably the most rewarding thing of my career to have a, have a little part in it and to continue to see it grow downtown. Yeah, and you just got to point to something else, but we got to ask the third question. Yes, sir. All right, so we've done the restaurants. We've done how long and, 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 and you know where you're from. The third question is, what's your favorite thing to do in Winston? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, again, I'm going to have a hard time narrowing it down to one thing. There's a lot of things that I, I love to do. And um, one of them, I have always been a Wake Forest fan. Right. I'm a UNC graduate and I'm a UNC fan, but I've been a season ticket uh, holder for Wake Forest games for many, many years. So that's something I enjoy doing with a group of folks that right. go together for the games and usually go out to dinner before the games and that type of thing. And I've enjoyed that for a long, long time. Um my wife and I enjoy going to downtown and going right. to restaurants and uh, that type of thing, as does our 14-year-old uh, who's still in the home. He's involved in some neat activities that Winston-Salem such a great arts community, and he loves going to different arts camps in town and ukulele lessons and kung fu lessons right. and that type of thing. I just think we have a great community where you can have a lot of different activities and things that you're involved in, and uh, we, we enjoy our life here. I think it's a great place to live. I think one of the things that you mentioned earlier that I love is there's nothing better there's nothing better than like one of those creative margaritas at the porch looking at people running around in Bailey Park. Down at Alma. Yeah. Rather. Yeah. Um, what I, you're right. I said the porch, but no, at Alma. Yeah. It, it, same same people. So I, it, it's not like I, I plugged <laughs> the wrong person. No. Catherine, I love to go to Alma, yes. try and sit outside, and then you can watch people over at the, uh, you know, over at Bailey Park. And I, I mean, I just love Bailey Park. And, you know, I, I'll sometimes go and I can never pronounce the name of the restaurant. I get my pizza with my daughter and we'll oh, go yes. sit and play uh -huh. over there. Um, Cogina next to the incendiary. Yeah, yeah, the, yes. the, yeah. And and you know, but it's 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 good stuff. And uh, you know, who would have thought that now uh, those warehouses are now where they're training the next doctors? Absolutely amazing. Uh, practically a blighted area of our town. You might even say at one point, right. and uh, just an amazing center of activity and restaurants and new apartments and uh, medical school and all of the above. So. I agree. I get excited every time I go down to Innovation Quarter and to Bailey Park.
Yeah, it's yeah. I, 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 we've got a. What we're doing is we're doing fifteen minute segments so that you know, I'm, like I've tried to cough here now for about fifteen minutes now, but <laughs> and uh, but just want to take a take a break here in just a second. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about so that when we take our break, um, we can jump to this because I I think it'd be kind of cool if uh, if um, uh, we talked a little bit about the the budget coming down and then maybe we could just put your video in the middle uh, so people can watch that real quick and then we can come back and talk about uh, some of these projects that you're working on. So. The PCCI is the Peters Creek Community Initiative. Is that right? Yes. Okay. I studied a little bit. (laughs) One of the biggest things going on in Winston besides building that road is the budget's coming down. So tell us about this and where that got started at in the next couple of minutes. And we'll watch the video and then come back and and, and talk more about it. All right. Sounds good. The um, Shalom Project. You got to tell me what that is, but go ahead and tell is, me the other first. Is essentially the parent of Peters Creek Community Initiative. Right. And that's why I wanted to mention Shalom. Peters Creek Community Initiative is really a committee of the right. Shalom Project. But over 10 years ago, uh, the Shalom Project recognized that the stretch of Peters Creek Parkway between downtown and Silas Creek Parkway had a lot to be desired. It wasn't a great area of our town. And uh, we set out, I was invited to be part of that group over 10 years ago, and we set out kind of creating a plan for how could Peters Creek uh, be better and uh, making a strategy for that area of our town and going to work on that. Mm -hmm. And that's what ultimately led to our budget in um, deal. Right. And and so, you know, I'll... I don't think you got a happier person than Rob King right now with uh, the budget coming down right next to his brand new, you know, showroom. Um, it's going to be affordable housing. What seventy some odd units in in that? Right. Yeah. So, as we set out to revitalize Peters Creek, we really identified that both the Budget Inn and the old Triad Dodge next to it right. were kind of eyesores. And you can say blights. Also, I'll, I'll some say it for you. sources of. Um, crime and uh, issues in our community. So we really started looking and saying, what could be done with both of those properties? Now, PCCI is essentially a shoestring organization. We didn't have funds to go out and buy those properties or whatnot, but that was still our dream that we could help make something happen there. Mm. You mentioned uh, Rob King. He did a great thing and came along and bought that triad Dodge and Built a beautiful five million dollar dealership right there. So and then you know check you go that property right. Off. You go further down the street and you've got uh, look what Modern Toyota did with their service department. Holy cow! Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's beautiful. I mean, you know, yeah, they're car dealerships, but that's income. That's jobs. That's all these things. I mean, you know, uh, you don't want to see that sprawling lot, but. We all got to buy cars, so yeah, you know I'm, I'm I'm real pleased with what Rob did, and I'm you know he's a friend of mine too, so hey Rob, Great. and uh, but you know I I think that 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 turned out real well, and as that's coming down next door, I'm just thinking I bet you he's kind of happy. Well, so, he's been very supportive yeah. and a good neighbor, and we appreciate that. And so we didn't really set out originally that affordable housing would right. be what we do. We set there really with the goal of let's get rid of the budget in. Right. And we looked at how can we do that? What would bring about uh, our ability to make that happen? And at the same time, it was becoming more and more known with some studies that the city had done about what an affordable housing crisis that we do have in our community, how many Amazing, units yeah. short we are. Yep. And so um, we started discussing at PCCI, could we use low-income housing tax credits, for example, or other sources of funding a uh, affordable housing development 
could that be the impetus that puts us over the top of finally being able to buy the budget in? Right. And it ended up being so. And we had great cooperation from the city of Winston-Salem, who loaned us about half the purchase price for budget in. Right. Uh, Forsyth County loaned us about half the purchase price for budget in. Mm -hmm. We have an anonymous foundation that has given us a very large grant that has put it over the top and enabled us to uh, close on the deal right. and to demolish the budget in what's going on this week. Mm -hmm. And then we're teaming with a for-profit developer along with the nonprofit Shalom Project PCCI to develop 72 units of affordable housing. All right. Let's it's watch your video. Take okay. a quick break. Okay. So Stabler, we can do that, right? We're going to watch his video, and then we'll come back and, and do another segment talking about uh, Shalom Project, because I don't know what it is, and you got to tell me. Um, we also want to talk about uh, more about PCCI and what you see with that affordable housing. And then we got to get in. you you got a lot of charities that you support, so I want to talk about that and, and, and how you uh, have uh, kind of uh, um, driven us through not only the real estate industry, but also, um, uh, you know, and I'm talking about the Winston-Salem Association, but also as an individual to really uh, invest back in our community, okay? All right, we're going to take a quick break, uh, but as we go to break, let's just watch this video, and then we'll come back. Thanks, John. Baldwin of Baldwin Properties, and I'm coming to you today from the site of the former Budget Inn at 600 Peters Creek Parkway, the corner of Academy Street and Peters Creek Parkway in Winston-Salem. This is a very exciting day as the demolition of the Budget Inn has begun. This project started over 10 years ago with the Peters Creek Community Initiative, working under the Shalom Project. The steering committee of the Peters Creek Community Initiative has worked to acquire the budget in, to tear it down, and in its place, we'll be involved in developing 72 units of quality, attractive, affordable housing. So there's so many people uh, to reach out and say thank you today, but the group at the PCCI Steering Committee and Shalom Project have worked incredibly hard to make this happen. We've had great collaboration from other leaders in our community, loans from the city of Winston-Salem and Forsyth County to help with the acquisition of this property. But it's a great day in Winston-Salem as the budget in is coming down to make way for quality, affordable housing to be built in the near future. So, I mean, what a video. Uh, it, you, you shot that yourself, I'm assuming. I did. Yeah, I know you. You and I are like, uh, you know, hey, everybody. Um, uh, and, and what's funny is, is what you can't see is, under, and you're allowed to peek, underneath this desk right now is, like, the equipment. So I can break all this stuff down and, and actually, like, take it to the convention this next week. Mm -hmm. So right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a couple of maybe three mics, and then that way if I can pull you know, Kelly aside or something, just say, hey, can we just do something real quick Excellent. and shoot it? I've got, a, I've got a smaller ring light. Of course, you know you can see this one over here that's 
getting his chins off of you know me, not you, because you don't have one. Excellent. And by the um, convention, you're referring to the North Carolina Realtors Convention, which will be in Charlotte. In Charlotte, right? Celebrate Marriott. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually not the convention. We should right. both be calling it the uh, January it's, meetings. It's called Vision Quest. Aren't yes. you proud of me? I actually knew that. <laughs> but, you know, seeing Marin, seeing Kelly, uh, of course, uh, Marin is going to be inducted as our president for this year. Um, Kelly Marks is our president next year, who's out of Greensboro. And, you know, both good people. Uh, um, and uh, just, you know, if, if we can pull someone aside and just get some, some copy to, to put up there so people know what's going on with us as realtors. That'll be great, yeah. and it also gives me an opportunity to give you a third congratulations of the podcast, right, which that? is that John is the incoming, actually, he's actually the current, but his official installation will be here in a couple of weeks, president of the Winston-Salem Regional Association of Realtors. So mm-hmm. congratulations on that, John. I appreciate it. And, you were uh, just like going nuts on this today. You're, you're going to do fun. a great job, yeah. and we're very proud of you and excited about what you'll do. You're the first president to uh, take over the organization with it having over 2,000 members at the beginning of your term of office. Angela, so that's very exciting. A- Angela, did, did uh, you guys uh, with Brooke and Angela and you, I mean, you know, you, you, set, you, you served a second term for our 100th. Uh, Brooke uh, started the conversations at our Wilkes chapter. Of course, it came in last year. We're now in conversations uh, for, with another association, and yes. we've voted on it. We're gonna they they voted on it. Uh, now it's gone to our membership, and so we, we'll have more news about that. Um, and continuing that, uh, we've got. You know, you guys didn't tell me I could do this, but we have things called PAGs, and so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm we created an economic development PAG and have a, a, a chance that we might have Lawrence Yoon, who is the. Uh, uh, what is he? He's the chief economist for the National Association right. of Realtors here in Winston. Talked to the mayor earlier today and told him about that. I said, Mayor, put it on your calendar. You're introducing him. He goes, I'll be there. Yeah, so that's, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we got we to gotta get everybody out to learn about that. Then the other, uh, the other thing was um, uh, this uh, coalition that we're trying to get other associations around us. There's a lot of paperwork that goes into running an association. And so uh, you're on both those committees. So I appreciate everything you're doing. You're, you, you know, you're going to help uh, with an inauguration. So I, I can't thank you enough. And again, we're going to get to talking about some of these. I just, um, I can't believe all of the things that you do. I'm honored to be part of all those things well, uh, uh, awesome. and serve you this year. Well, and you're, again, you're going to do a great job. I signed my first thing today as president of the association, so that was kind of <laughs> weird. So, you know, I've, I've had a meeting, uh, and it's been an interesting one, you know. So we, we had our first meeting, and then now um, I signed my first funding request today. So that was kind of cool. Um, I haven't signed a check yet, um, but uh, <laughs> so it, was, it was interesting. But, no, let's let, let's go back to affordable housing. So, so the only... The only curveball I'm going to throw you today, because sure. I told you, I'm, you know, as everyone, as I tell anyone when they've been on the radio show, when they're on this, is I'm going to put a, I'm, I'm basically going to set a tee up and put a huge basketball on there and give you like, you know, you know, a, a, a two by four to hit with. I mean, you're you're not going to miss this. But the only curveball is, do we know a definition of affordable housing? Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. And I'm glad you, because you know, I've had many conversations with Paul Lowe. Um, who is our senator, yes. who I think is going to be at inaugural. Great. Yeah, so I think he's going to bring his wife, and, and so we're excited about that. Yeah. I think Kyle Hall's coming. James Taylor may be coming. Not the singer, our, our um, city council <laughs> member. The mayor's not going to be able to be there. He has to be in D.C., you know, you know big-wigging it. But what is, what is affordable housing as a definition? Because I don't think people understand. It, it's a higher number than you think it is when you come to paying rent. So how uh, – Affordable housing is really defined as that folks earning 30 to 80% right. 
of median income right. in the area should only have to spend 30% of their income on housing. Okay. So housing, which would be available to someone making between 30% and 80% of the median income. Right. Uh, and for them to only spend 30%, that would be affordable housing. All right, so, so you hear the term went, workforce housing. I went to app. Mm-hmm. So you got to give me a little bit better okay, math on sure. that. So do we know what the median income is? 45000 and this is based on uh, – the median income is based on number of family members and that type right. of thing. So we're saying 45000 45, So I can do the math there. So 30% would be about uh, $13,500? A year. Yeah, um, up to – so, okay, yeah, so yeah, up to <laughs> about uh, $30,000. So, yeah. and then using 30% of your income on your housing. Product. So $9,000 divided by 12 is going to be the high end of that range. And you would include, if you had utilities and right. those things, as part of your housing costs. So in the residential sales business, right. when y'all are qualifying folks for a loan, you're looking at the same type thing. What percentage of their income? No, no, my lender is looking at the, the same thing. I don't, I don't that, know. I just help you find a place. Yeah, so, so we're trying to develop housing that folks, basically you would say that folks who earn between 30 and 80% of median income can afford to live in. That's affordable housing. All right. So then here's my, okay, so you have, you have 72, 72 units? Is 72 that what we're looking units, at? 72 units, right. right. So 72 units. When I do the math in my head, we're talking about it, it, about $9,000 is what I have to spend in a year mm-hmm. on utilities and rent on the high end right. based on the median income. Right. Right. So it is right around what what Lowe said to me, which is somewhere around six to six hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks. So what that means as a as a community is that it's very difficult to develop affordable housing because the economics extremely and difficult. especially with today's construction costs, right? A lot of demand for general contractors and for construction, and uh, so it's very uh, expensive to develop housing these days, and it's not economically viable to develop affordable housing in a conventional way. Well, so you have to have other funds like low-income housing tax credits, grants, et cetera, to make this happen. So, I mean, you look at some place like, is it Portland, Oregon that I'm thinking of? Or um, isn't it Portland that did it or somewhere out there in in California where they, they basically said, we're not in, issuing any more single-family residential permits? There have been a couple different jurisdictions, and Oregon is one of them. Right. Uh, so they're basically eliminating single-family zoning. Right. And part of that is a housing affordability issue. Right. Uh, it's not quite what it sounds like. Basically, they're saying that duplexes, triplexes that are built proportionate to lots mm-hmm. should be able to see it still be built in single family neighborhoods. It's what most of those things right. equate to. You're just con- you're just concentrating the density. Correct. Um, you know, Marsha Barney, uh, you know, has the uh, that's our friend out in Davie county you know uh i want i went to one of those uh i think you were at that that was my first time that i went to it was kind of a symposium there at the board office and we talked about some things and you know davy has a, a an interesting way of looking at it they're talking about maybe doing some storefronts with you know kind of some of the stuff that's popped up downtown um like on second street where or on uh um where the old modern uh Chevrolet used to be where you've got some work stuff and all, and all that. So, I mean, it seems that municipalities are understanding it. I know that our mayor in Winston-Salem is understanding it. And as we look across both being involved in local, state, and national uh, realtor organization, mm-hmm. we're understanding it as, as though those organizations are attacking it as well, too. But, I mean, the onus has to come back on not only the 
person building it, but the city's having to make some concessions as to as well too, like parking and things like that, and also tax credits. There's a lot of different uh, methods around the country to try to attack this problem, but at the end of the day, this has been very challenging to develop the 72 units. I don't see how you can do it. And the shortage, according to different studies that have been commissioned by the city, is probably that over the next 10 years, we're in the eight to 10,000 units of right. affordable housing that need to be developed. Then we're also getting into the workforce housing and uh, the roundtable with Davie County that right. you and I uh, talked about and um, that I uh, moderated that. Right. And we talked to the different uh, leaders there. And their issue is if a company wants to move to town and create X number of jobs, right. where are the folks going to live? Is anybody building, even for home ownership, the product that's needed to take care of that employer's employees that they would hire in the area? And so that's a whole other uh, price point. Workforce housing is generally considered to be folks who are from 80% of median income to 120% of median income. Right. And I consider that a little more, I separate affordable housing and housing affordability. Right. And uh, something as realtors and as our advocacy efforts that we're interested in both of those things. How right. can we keep it affordable so that working people in America can own their own home? Well, I mean, you look, uh, we, we, you know, we just had the holidays. Everybody loves to go to McCaddenville. You know, you go to McCaddenville, that's all the mill houses that, the, that was built for that area. Mm. You know, you come into Winston-Salem, you know, you've got uh, the, the, the Renolda House, then you've got Buena Vista that was obviously the executives, but then you go over on the south side and you've got the people that worked at the Stroh's plant or, or, the, 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 or that work for Reynolds. And, you know, it, it, was, it was, you know, housing was built for housing, for, for, for the employees and, and, and things like that. Hainstown, right yeah, across Hainstown, the street here. Right. Uh, I mean, let's, yeah, thank you. Um, you know, obviously all these things were, were, you know, when you had those major manufacturers, they wanted the employees to be there. Um, the major manufacturers can't do that like they used to. Um, and so someone's got to pick up the slack, and it's got to be the municipalities and the counties and things like that to bring that workforce here. I mean, how lucky is Davie County for that Ashley Furniture out there? I mean, it's huge, and it's it. What a you know big shot in the arm there for them. Um, you know, we got Kernersville now with with different things with from Amazon to the VA, um, and uh, you know, uh, we talked earlier about this. Let's let's transition to this. We talked earlier about the mayor uh, Martha Wood, great lady who appointed you and and saw that vision. Now let's talk about the the current mayor. Yes. So you're on tourism now. Congratulations on being appointed to tourism uh, for the county. And and uh, um, I'm assuming that the mayor or the or Dudley or somebody appointed who who appointed you to that. My appointment was from the Forsyth County Commissioners. Okay. So so the Forsyth County Tourism Development Authority has four appointments from the county right. and four from the city. Okay. And I believe the other one comes from the authority itself or right. something uh, okay. like that. And so, uh, you know, what? what is that? Tell us what you're going to be doing with that. Because, I mean, tourism's huge to us. I'm brand new, so right. I haven't had my first meeting yet. Okay. But I did have a good meeting with uh, Rich Geiger, yeah. the president of um, Visit Winston-Salem, as Great it's also guy. known. But Great the Forsyth County Tourism Development Authority. And the main mission there is marketing Winston-Salem as a destination okay. for tourists to come to, for conferences and conventions to come to. You and I have been to a couple of good right. ones when we were able to help bring our organization here. Yeah. And that's the goal and the mission of the TDA right. is to make this an attractive place for people to visit. Right. 
Yeah, and and I mean, I think you'll you'll be awesome on that. Rich is such a nice guy. Of course, his wife's involved with the State Employees Credit Union uh, CQ House, mm-hmm. um, and is their development director. Two people that really care about the not only uh, uh, our town but the whole area around. And um, uh, so that's cool. I, I hope you enjoy that. Well, I'm excited about it. First yeah. meeting will be next week, so okay. you won't be seeing me in Charlotte until later okay. on on uh, Wednesday. Right. And uh, I'll be glad to keep you informed as we go. Please but, let me know. But uh, we do have a great city to visit, and we've got a lot of great new hotels that have been built in recent years or are coming out of the ground now. And uh, so we need to make sure that we're generating those bodies to stay in that hotel and to share our great community with. Hmm. TDA is funded by that hotel tax that people pay when they come to town. Okay. So, Yeah, it's a... it's it's a great organization. Uh, I, I mean, I've watched it grow and shrink and grow and shrink, and I think Rich is the right person for the job yeah. on, on that now. He's been here 10 years, yeah. and he's doing a great job. Yeah, so where are we going? I mean, you know, in the sense of Winston-Salem and all the things that you've done, where do you see us going next? I mean, because it's just we just got a great place to live, and, and, and I'd like to know what your thoughts are as we, you know, do the budget in. You're doing that. I mean, and, and you're getting involved in tourism stuff. Where do you see Winston-Salem going? I really, uh, you may have heard Don Flo speak sometimes about a goal of being the best community our size in America. Right. And I think uh, a lot of the mayor's goals tie in with that as well. But when you look at issues where we could do better, poverty, um, upward mobilization, where we don't go very high in rankings and that, and that of that nature, how can we be better in the areas where we uh, are not as strong? How can we continue to emphasize that we're a city of arts and innovation and make sure we're living up to that title, continuing to grow our arts, to grow tourism, to see our arts, to be a city with a great quality of life? You and I hear it all the time when we talk to people. They're like, well, I don't want to live in Charlotte. That's why I live in Winston-Salem. But we all want it to be the best Winston-Salem that it can be. And I think a lot of the motivation and frankly, the leverage for funding and whatnot of early downtown revitalization was how do you compete for employees that have a choice of living in Raleigh or Charlotte or Winston-Salem? And I think we've really made huge strides in that, where young people who could come to work for one of our major employers can look at our downtown and say, wow, they really got something going on in Winston-Salem. This is a neat community now. There are things to do. There are great things at Bailey Park. There are eight breweries. Um, We have cool hotels like the Cardinal Kempton and the Indigo and uh, things to do. And and I I think that just being the best Winston-Salem we can be is a track that we're on and that we have challenges like every community and uh, that we continue to work hard to to get past those. we got about three or four minutes left. So now it's your time. All right, so let's talk about you. I mean, I, I was blown away, and I want to—I have to pull it up on here because you know it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's amazing to me the the amount of, of different things that, that have happened to you recently. Um, you, uh, what was it? Uh, you were appointed to the commission, as we said. What the Winston Salem Commercial Practitioner of the Year, the Bob Hoffman Award? You just recently got that. Um, Bethesda Center. So tell us about Bethesda Center, and I also want to touch a little bit on. Um, uh, have you like you've been on the board of the uh, of Habitat uh, the most over the as it as it's been here you've been on it the longest period of time so tell us about those two great organizations okay uh, 
The Bethesda Center, I've not really directly been involved on committees or the board of the Bethesda Center, but I have been very involved in the issue of homelessness in our community. Right. Going back to maybe 2005, Mayor Joins created a blue ribbon panel to write a 10-year plan right. to end chronic homelessness and appointed me to that and then to that 10-year plan commission. And we came up with... Um, that this community would believe in housing first. Right. Let's get folks off the street and into housing, and then we can help them with wraparound services, education, and other ways to get a job and to get on their feet. And so both civically and through my company, we adopted policies to help us help homeless folks get into housing. And that's been rewarding, and that's been successful um, in our community. So, what you're speaking of is that uh, yeah. the Bethesda Center has you been won kind the heroes to for the homeless award. He, it hasn't really been a, it been just a casual involvement. You're downplaying it a little bit. Well, already. they've been kind to me in, well, in recognizing you've, um, you've done some awesome work. Their with efforts. Them. Thank you, John. Yes, that's that, that's so cool that you did that. And then, uh, um, so what about? Uh, um, Habitat. I know you've been Habitat's involved. a great organization in our community that's been here. This is the 35th year of Habitat in our community. And I got involved in it through the Winston-Salem Regional Association of Realtors starting to sponsor Habitat houses. Right. And uh, back in in a certain period, I think we built about six in a row, usually teaming with the Home Builders Association. At one point when uh, Senator Burr was in Congress, he co-sponsored a house with the realtors. And that's how I got exposed to Habitat, but really fell in love with the mission and with the work and with the people there. And so, yes, I am the longest serving board member during those 35 years that we've had Habitat. I think maybe 16 or 17 of those years I've been on the board and I've had the honor to serve as president and have enjoyed that. And have just had some great experiences with it. Like I say, building a house with uh, a United States congressman and being friends with Jimmy Johnson, who a lot of things over at Habitat are named after these right. days, a great home builder association president yep. who was very involved in Habitat. I think about two years ago, I got to meet with President Ellen Sirleaf of Liberia right? Uh, with Mike Campbell, the CEO, and I um, of Habitat, meeting with her to talk about how she could start a Habitat uh, mm-hmm. chapter in Liberia. Got to meet Millard Fuller, the wow. the um, founder of Habitat, and Brooke Burr and I were his host for a couple of days of him coming to Winston-Salem to visit our chapter and okay. whatnot. So it's been a neat experience, and uh, the Habitat chapter in 2019 passed 500 houses. Right. built and 500 families served helping them to achieve home ownership and stabilize their family and and reach that goal so that was an exciting milestone as well all right i want to show your website right, so this is how people can get in touch with you obviously um and i i uh, i was able to read a little bit more about kind of your accomplishments on your website, which is great that you have it there so people understand how involved you are. As I told you earlier, I mean, one of the things that my favorite quote is, is no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And I, and I know you know a lot um, based on that. So this is your, con- um, you know, these, here's your contact information. Best way to get you guys is baldwinco.com. And uh, what's your number, 336? 8176665 is my cell phone number. And right, well, always welcome folks to right. call or text. All right, cool. So there you go. So uh, you can get in touch with... Uh, Lou there, we'll put that up on the screen. Um, but, uh, you know, a couple more things before we go. Um, uh, I just, uh, I really enjoy when you and I can get together. And obviously here it's a little bit different. There's a, there's a camera, but, you know, when uh, um, 
I enjoy that we can sit down and talk about what's going on. I also enjoy the fact that you know you do reach out and you're involved in so many of these these organizations. Um, I think today it has been enlightening to me because I've learned a little bit more about these things, like the the Shalom Project. I've also learned about um, you know your involvement and how you've been in it. But how do people get more involved in our city? Because I know that. Uh, when people ask me about you, one of my favorite things to say is, is Lou has turned around and pulled me up. And I appreciate that because I'm in the position I'm in because you've turned around and pulled me up. Um, you've turned, you've grabbed my hand, you pulled me up, you told me to do this, you've told me to make sure I, I, I do this. And so I have in turn, through the association, have found some newer people that really weren't involved and followed your example and those of some of the people that I've met across the state and tried to turn around and lift them up. So uh, to the people that are, are, are listening to this or watching this, how do we get them, how do we grab them and pull them up and, and get them more involved in our community? Well, it's very personal, as you say. Mm -hmm. And as, uh, as you know, I had some great mentors who mentored me and helped me to become involved and helped me to understand things in our community. And I think we have an obligation to pass that on and to reach out to others. I know uh, with this podcast, you're going to do a great service about telling folks a lot about what's going on and the ways to become involved. Um, not that it's a secret to anybody, but you just got to continue to promote Jeff Smith and Smitty's Community right. Notes as being an amazing way to know what's going on in our community and to touch base with it. Right. Um, reach out to these organizations. If there's something that appeals to you, pick up the phone and call somebody who's involved. And if you don't know someone involved, call over to Habitat for Humanity. Ask to speak to Mike Campbell. Mm -hmm. uh, these organizations all are looking for more good people to help them. And it can be from the smallest thing to the biggest thing. So whatever your gifts are, whatever your interests are, there's definitely room in this community for you to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And I love at Habitat, uh, you know, when I first got involved, I said, this is the one thing I'm not going to be on a committee. I'm going to swing a hammer. Right. Well, and then you get invited to be on a committee and it's gone from there. But the people who are out there swinging the hammer or carrying the vinyl siding across the the uh, uh across the lot are really the backbone of habitat well, and the habitat homeowners that are putting in their 500 hours of sweat equity are the backbone of habitat it, it's interesting to me because you know we were involved in a couple houses and and you know it's it uh it's everybody there i mean you know it's like you you can't tell who's doing what you know, I mean, you can have the poorest person hand and nails to the richest person or vice versa. No one knows what anyone does. Mm -hmm. They just know that they have a faith. They know that they care about people and that they're there to make someone have a home. I love you were talking about your quote there. Uh, I love uh, John F. Kennedy, I believe, said one person can make a difference and everyone should try. Yeah. And well, uh, I think that's. A <laughs> so two things that I want to I want to end with. One was what's up with the presidents, Lou? So um, I, I love I love that. I mean, you love the presidents, and you've got pictures with how many now? <laughs> I don't know about pictures. I probably just with George W. Bush, but right. I do enjoy history and right. studying the presidents. And I think what you're referring to is that over the last year or so, I've been reading presidential biographies. Right. Uh, Have trying... you read Truman yet? 
Yes. Right, yep. That's my favorite. The McCullough Truman yeah, book yeah. is excellent. And uh, listening to some podcasts, right. so I've listened to a podcast on at least every president. Right. And um, in recent times, gone to the Kennedy Museum in Boston, Boston yep. and the LBJ Museum down in Austin, Texas. Right. And I've been to Reagan and Nixon in California. And I have a goal of going to all of them. But yeah, I think it's a great way to understand our country and our history and uh, where we've been and hopefully uh, learn something about where we're going from that. We have a great country. We always have challenges like we do today. We always have. That's one of my takeaways from reading 20 biographies. Right. It seems, oh, unbelievable what's right. going on today to, to different people. But wow, we've always had big issues and big things on the table. And, and some of the stuff is way worse then than it is now on some things too. So what what about, all right, so I've been to, um, who is it in Kansas? I'm trying to think of who it's who it was in Kansas. So I've been to Truman, um, Truman's, Truman. right, mm-hmm. but that's in Kansas City, Missouri. But um, uh, I'm trying to think right. of who the other one was. They just named the airport after him. And then I've also been, I was down in, in Atlanta and went to, um, to Carter's, but I didn't go to the Kennedy one when we were in Boston. Mm-hmm. And, and you kept telling me that's a, that's yeah, a great excellent. one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so here's the last thing. So if I were to say to you, listen, my children, and you shall hear, you can do the whole poem, can't you? My father was a little well-known for uh, enjoying reciting Paul Revere's ride. (laughs) So I don't really have it all memorized, I don't think. But when we were in Boston, I did go out to the, uh, is that the Old North Church? Yeah, yeah. remember, and you guys went on, and I I actually got the tour, and then it turned out no one else showed up. So I'm by myself up there, and they're ringing bells. And uh, so I, I actually bought the book, brought it back, and read it to my daughter. So that was a big thing. And, of course, the last time you saw her, I'm like, this is the guy. And you That's started great. a little bit of it. So. Well, I enjoy that uh, we're getting to travel together yep. some in these yep. realtor leadership positions. And I look forward fun. to more of that. Yep, me too. All right, so I think that's it. I think I think we've said uh, said enough, don't you? I've really enjoyed it. I've, man, I've I've truly appreciate it. And I can't thank you for everything you've done. I mean, you know, you've been state president of the realtors. You've been two times here in Winston, just awards upon awards and, and accolades because you, you care. And I, I do appreciate that. And I want to say thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm honored that you'd be our first guest. And, uh, well, you know, we've, we've given contact information for you. We've shown some stuff, shown the videos, but, uh, of course, if you want to get in touch with Lou, uh, simply you can give him a call again. You give the cell again. 336-817-6665. L Baldwin at baldwinco.com. All right. Well, with that, congratulations, John. This is going to be a great, uh, series of podcasts that you're going to have here. Appreciate all you do in our community. Well, I really appreciate it. And we will see you next time on the chat.